Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. You're listening to the Circe Podcast Network. I'm Joshua Gibbs, and this is Proverbial, the podcast where we explore the wisdom of the ages as it comes to us in Proverbs, by which I mean wise sayings a man may live by, if he's not so arrogant as to think himself special. Episode 122. Of the making of many Taylor Swifts, there is no end. Today's proverb comes from L.P. Hartley. I'll read it twice. The past is another country. They do things differently there. Once more. The past is another country. They do things differently there. I'm going to start by saying this. I don't let my daughters listen to Taylor Swift. There are many reasons for this. There are many reasons why this might be true. Let me start by slightly overstating the case. Taylor Swift's music is shallow, catty, vapid. Taylor Swift's music is about as amoral as gangster rap. Don't believe me? Have a listen to Ready to Die by the Notorious B.I.G. There's no up or down on that record. It's all about power and control and getting your way and getting ahead. It's unapologetically selfish and self-aggrandizing. It's about the cult of the self. And all this is true of Taylor Swift music as well. A good deal of Taylor Swift's music is about love, and her conception of love is 
deeply self-centered. It's about empowerment. It's about, it's about fulfillment. It's about self-expression, self-exploration. If you're 16 and you let Taylor Swift tell you how to feel about love, how to think about romance, you are asking to have a very unhappy marriage someday. If you ever get married, you might even be asking to stay single, pointlessly single, aimlessly single for your entire life. Taylor Swift is 33 and she's not married. And her perception of love is now even more baseless than it was when she was 22. Her music inspires her listeners to think about romance as nothing more than the fodder and material of self-expression. For Taylor Swift, romance is a way of thinking about yourself. It's a reason to think about yourself. Now, I say all of this, but none of these are reasons why I don't let my daughters Listen to Taylor Swift. I could tell you what my kids listen to. And I can imagine someone, upon hearing what my children do listen to, claiming that on a lyrical level, what they listen to is not really all that different from Taylor Swift. I would disagree with that, but the case could be made. So after all of that, let me say, my reason for not letting them listen to Taylor Swift is this. After all I said, after all I said about shallow conceptions of romance, shallow conceptions of love, the reason why I don't let them listen to Taylor Swift is this. Taylor Swift is really popular right now. Insanely popular. That's it. That's why. Now, that claim deserves, maybe even demands an explanation, and here it is. Here's the reason why I think it's justifiable to cut my kids off from things that are insanely popular right now. Here it is. The past is another country. They do things differently there. Now, I'm not trying to be intentionally oblique, so... Let me explain. My children listen to classical music, but they listen to a lot more than classical music. They play classical music on the piano. And they enjoy it. They request it, they request it around the house, in the car. They praise classical music when I turn it on the radio, more than they praise other stations. Now, at the same time, both of my daughters, uh, age 12 and 14, soon enough, have a lot of pop CDs. Beach Boys, Beatles, Elton John, David Bowie, Rolling Stones, Holland Oates, Willie Nelson, Billy Joel, Johnny Cash, Cat Stevens, Peter, Paul, and Mary, John Denver. Uh, most recently, George Jones. Now, all of the recording artists I just mentioned have something really obvious 
in common. And it's something which stands out against Taylor Swift. And it's that none of the artists I just named, none of the artists that my kids listen to, is really all that popular right now. Many of them are dead. My kids listen to a lot of dead people. Chopin's dead. Chopin's just as dead as Johnny Cash's. So most of them are dead. And the ones that aren't dead aren't surrounded by a cloud of pop culture glory either. They're not fashionable. They're still riding this wave of popularity they had long ago, but they're not fashionable. They're not popular right now. Really, my daughters don't listen to anything that's coming out right now. They don't listen to anything that's ascendant right now. All the bands they listen to are from the past. Now, what this means is that they have to go out of their way to find them. They have to go out of their way to listen to them. Their friends aren't telling them to listen to Willie Nelson. Their friends aren't telling them to listen to Hall & Oates. My daughters don't hear the music that they listen to in their room everywhere. They don't hear, it's not, uh, it's not at shopping malls. It's not, the faces of the singers that they listen to are not plastered on billboards everywhere. Nobody's using John Denver to market to 14-year-old girls. Which means that there is intentionality on the part of my daughters, which is necessary to hear of these bands, to get into them. Even just to get at them, some level of intentionality is necessary. They're not going to hear a John Denver record when they go over to a friend's house. They're not going to hear that Holland Oates or George Jones is amazing from their friends at school. It's not going to happen by accident. Anything that's more than 25 years old, you've got to seek out. Now, that, that doesn't make it a classic, but it does make it so that a far greater degree of just deliberate thought has to go into what they listen to. If they listen to Taylor Swift, they're only listening because their friends are listening. And the reason their friends are listening is because the world is listening. Because the whole world is listening to Taylor Swift. Anything that's more than 25 years old, at least so far as pop culture is concerned, at least so far as pop music is concerned, is safer, spiritually safer, than almost anything new. Because it requires a willful choice to be made on the part of the person that's finding it. The primary appeal of new things is that they are new. Right? The primary appeal of new things is that they're new and that they come with all of the glory that new things come with, especially in our day and age. The primary appeal of old things, at least old things that are still around, is that they're good. 
People don't boast that new things are good. They boast that they're new. And that they get all of the accolades and that they come with all of the accoutrement of new things. You listen to Taylor Swift if you want to be part of something. You listen to Taylor Swift if you want something new, something that's happening right now, something that's of the moment, something that's exciting because it's of the moment. Things are not exciting unless they're of the moment. You listen to Taylor Swift because you want to be a part of something. You want to be a part of something that hasn't happened before. And you want to be put in touch with the now, with the zeitgeist, with the god of this age. You want to be a part of something that lets you into the secrets of the zeitgeist. Everybody in the past, they had their chance. Everybody in the future will get their chance. But this is now. This is ours. Taylor Swift is the now. And if you want to enter as deeply as possible into the power and the importance of now, you've got to listen to something that's big right now, something that's beloved right now, something that came from right now, ascended right now, reigns over right now. Taylor Swift is the god of this age. I'll say this about my kids. I don't vet everything that they listen to. I don't vet everything they read. When I'm looking at what's coming into my home, though, the question of age is the first thing that I look at, though. Like, if they want to read a book that's 50 years old, I know there's lousy books from 50 years ago that are still around. But there's, there's a way in which the passage of time wears away or rubs clean a lot of the most insidious aspects of things that are in pop culture. As long as the things that they want to listen to are fairly old, I've got a reasonable confidence that they sought it out that they're not merely mimicking the people around them who are merely mimicking the people who are around them, who are merely mimicking the God of this age. Most of the bands that my children listen to, actually, I'm going to say all of the bands that they listen to, they heard about from me or their mother. Which means that the spirit that drives them to listen to these bands is not the zeitgeist, because the zeitgeist is always concerned with rebellion. And you're not going to listen to your dad's music to rebel against anything other than the spirit of this age. Now, here's the thing. If you like popular things today... And if you become beholden to the power of things today, to the seductive nature of things today, if you cave to the river of the zeitgeist, if you just throw yourself into popular culture and are carried along from one fashionable thing to the next, 
there's a lot of fashionable things that are not all that bad. Now, there's also a lot of fashionable things that are absolutely demonic. But you can get suckered into the joy, the glee, the pleasure of fairly benign fashionable things now. You can get hooked on the delight of being a part of this big thing everyone's doing right now when everything the thing that everyone's doing right now isn't all that offensive. But if you go for this ride, you've got you've to stay on the ride until it's over. And there's no telling what the next popular thing is going to be. So, I mean, despite all of the harsh critiques on level against Taylor's music in the first five minutes of the show, like, in terms of popular culture, it's not nearly as bad as it could be. But here's the thing. The thrill of being involved in the big thing today has to be carried on into the big thing of tomorrow. And it's not as though there's always a, a fairly benign option in terms of what's really popular right now. So if you give yourself over to what's popular today, you're more likely, you're highly likely to accept what's very popular tomorrow, even when what's popular tomorrow is not nearly as family friendly as what was popular today. Whereas if you only seek out things that are older, that people have largely lost interest in, the appeal of those things is not the power they give you. The appeal is not this spirit of the age that they're putting you in touch with. You have to seek them out for unpopular reasons. You have to seek them out for, for other reasons. Everything that I've said thus far in the episode, I presented once a couple years ago to Andrew Kern. And I explained it to him and he nodded his head and he said, you're right. And he gave me a fascinating story that kind of justified it or testified to what I was saying. He said, that he was very interested in popular culture back in the 1970s. And then toward the end of the 1970s, he lost interest. And when he lost interest, he really sort of backed off, quit following, uh, you know, the spirit of the age. He, he took his finger off the pulse of the times. And he lost track of uh, what was popular, what was fashionable. But then, six, seven years later, he came back around to popular culture in the 1980s. And he was shocked at how different everything was. And he said, uh, he said something like this. If you consider the sort of music that was popular in the 1970s, 
like Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, the Eagles. And then you listen to the sort of music that's popular in the 1980s, music that is largely synthetic, angular, intentionally fake, very clean, very robotic. You don't see a clear progression or evolution from one of these styles to the next. It's not like the Eagles very naturally turn into Depeche Mode over the course of six years. But in terms of popularity, that's exactly what you see. If you liked what was popular in 1977, and you liked what was popular in 1984, you're not really listening to the music. You're simply being led around by the age, you are conformed to this world. The past is another country. They do things differently there. Which means that if you're going to listen to the music of the past, you have to be careful. You have to be judicial in what you do in the same way that you must be careful and judicial when you are in a foreign country, when you're in another country. When you travel to a foreign country, when you travel to even to Canada, honestly, when you travel to Central America, South America, Norway, Sweden, Finland, France, you become acutely aware of everything that you do. Everything becomes significant, like every action you take. All of a sudden, you become aware of just how different it can be. You might say that recognizing that you're in a foreign country or seeking out a foreign country is a way of living the examined life without which life is not worth living. You go to a foreign country, everything's different. Customs are different. Habits are different. Food is different. You have to pay attention very carefully. And you start thinking about the meaning of what you do. Everything that you do has a meaning. It has a significance. Now, you can go to a foreign country. And going to a foreign country will make you acutely aware of yourself. But you can go into the past as well. You can go into the past by listening to the music of the past, by reading the books of the past, by watching the films of the past, by embracing the ideas of the past. And you can think carefully about your life. And that feeling of alienation that you experience when you resist the onslaught of popular fashionable culture and make deliberate choices when you live very carefully, that's a reminder that this entire world is not your home. And that there is something different about 
everything on earth. And that your real home is a place that you've never been to? Kind of. When you've been to church, that's your home. You've been to church, you've been to heaven. That's your home. And everything outside of that is a little weird. There's a real sense in which only church is normal. And you've got to remind yourself of that from day to day. You've got to remind that you got to remind yourself of that when you choose what you read, what you watch, what you listen to. Because if you only listen to what's fashionable, the earth is going to start seeming a lot like your home. It's going to be comfortable. It's going to feel right. But if you want to experience the glorious off-puttingness of this world, you have to be careful how you live. Everything about the way you live has to be lived in reference to this other, higher, better country that you're returning to. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.